Tony Evans shares of two painters who were charged with painting a picture that depicted God's peace. Well, the first painter, he painted a a beautiful sunset over the water with the the rays reflecting off the water. And, And you could just look at that and think, ah, that feels peaceful. Second painter took a, a very different tact. He, he painted a, a stormy sky, lightning, and waves crashing over the land. What's peaceful about that? Well, below where the waves were crashing down the corner were, were two bigger rocks. And in between those rocks was a bird singing away as if nothing was going on. That is a lot more accurate picture of God's peace. It's not the lack of conflict. It's the certainty in conflict. We can face any threat with confidence. Well, how can that be? Well, that's what we're going to talk about this morning. So if you've got a Bible, if you'd open it to Psalm 46, we're going to go all the way through the chapter, verses 1 to 11, wrestling with this question, how can we face any threat with confidence? Now, our Psalm opens with a statement of confidence of God. Here's what it says, verse 1. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. We can count on God no matter what. He's a place of refuge, a place away from the storm. And we can go there no matter what the storm. You know, when I was in elementary school, we would play tag And this was before they got rid of the the jungle gyms where you could climb up. Well, I was scared of heights. So when I was it, the other students would just climb to the top of the jungle gym. And they knew I wouldn't come up. I I couldn't reach them there. I was too afraid to climb. There they could be and they could laugh and they could joke and they could not pay attention to anything or worry about me because, well, they were safe. You know, that's how it is with God. He is that safe place, that place we can be no matter what is going on. And the psalmist wants to make that point, and he's going to drive it home, uh, talking about two different types of events that might scare us. The first one is natural disasters, and he talks about that in verses 2 and 3. He says this, Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth should change and though the mountains slip into the heart of the sea. Really? The mountains slip into the heart of the sea. After I graduated from college, I, I went to Fort Collins, Colorado to come on staff with Campus Crusade. That's where their training was. And, and, and I had come from going to college in Texas, and Texas is as flat as this stage. Anyway, we're driving up uh, along I-25. At a certain point, you begin to see the foothills. And I just remember being impressed with what I saw. Well, we were there a week, and then they sent us on a day of outreach. And so they sent us down to Boulder. And we didn't know the back road, so we went out to I-25, and we came in on the diagonal, 119, and you come right in. And as you come into Boulder, you see the flat irons, two massive rocks standing up in the air. And it is just overwhelming. Well, the next weekend... I was part of a Texas group or clique, if you will, and one of the young ladies in our group, well, her parents had a, a condo in, in Frisco. 
So we went south of 925 and west of I-70, and then you go up into the mountains from 5,000 to 11,000 feet. And that was another level of the grandeur of the mountains. Now imagine all that slipping into sea, into the sea. What kind of trauma, what kind of disturbance would that be? And yet the psalmist says, even in that, we can be confident. Then he he talks about the waters. Verse 3 says, though its waters roar in foam, though the mountains quake at its swelling pride, rest. We can be confident. The raging seas, God controls the waters. That, That was seen in the flood. That was seen when God parted the Red Sea for Israel to leave Egypt. That was seen when God parted the Jordan River that they could enter the promised land. God controls the waters. God controls the raging storms. Years ago, there was a a movie made uh, called The Perfect Storm. It was a story of uh, the storm of a century. Happened off the New England coast. Three fronts came together, once every hundred-year storm. Uh, one ship decided to go out, one last run in fishing, and they got caught. And, and the waves, obviously, were, were computer-generated, but it was realistic. These men in their boat were just overwhelmed, and, and the waves were gigantic. And yet God says, even in those kinds of storms, we can be confident. Why? Because he controls nature. He controls every act. Of nature. Well, another reason for us to be confident is it's laid out in uh, verses 4 through 7. You know, before I get there, I, I just want to remind us that, yes, God does control the acts of nature, and, and that control is ultimately seen in Jesus. He was with his disciples, and he was in a boat, and they were crossing the sea. And, and remember, these, these were fishermen. And a storm came up that frightened them, and yet Jesus slept. And the disciples asked, Lord, don't you care that we're perishing? And Jesus, Mark 4, 39 says, he got up and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, hush, be still. And with those words, the wind died down and became perfectly calm. A raging storm and with hush, be still. Jesus says, we're done. Be still. Mark 4, 40, the disciples says, who is this guy? That the wind and waves obey him. Well, let me tell you who he is. He is Jesus Christ, the eternal Son of God, who was there at creation. And yes, he controls nature, he controls every act. Therefore, when we get in the threat, we can know the all powerful Jesus controls nature. Well, there's a second aspect of life he controls, and we see that in verses four through seven. It says, There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy dwelling places of the Most High. God is in the midst of her, and she will not be moved. God will help her when morning dawns. There is a place where God dwells, and and that is a safe place. And that's important because verse 6 says, the nations made an uproar. There's always a nation or nations that is a power. And the other countries, well, they they, they melt before them. That's what the second part of verse 6 says. He raises his voice. The earth melted. 
these powerful nations, there were the Greeks and there were the Romans and there were the Persians and there was a, and, and who is it today? Is it the United States? Is it China? Is it Russia? The, the, other nations totter before them, but, but God speaks. And these nations, they melt. And so we get concerned about the size of an army. We get the concerned about the size of a military. Verse 7 says, the Lord of hosts, that means the Lord of armies, is with us. The God of Jacob, he, he's our stronghold. That's the second, first of two times we'll see that the Lord of hosts, the Lord of armies is with us. So whatever that force of the nations, God is infinitely stronger. See, we're, we're wrestling with this question, how can we face any threat with confidence? Here's what I'd say. We can face any threat with confidence because God controls nature and nations. God controls nature and nations. And, you know, God's control of the nations is ultimately seen in Jesus. He was crucified on a cross. He was certified dead. And the Jewish authorities came to Pontius Pilate and said, hey, 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 you know, his, his, his disciples were talking about a resurrection. So could you give us a guard? We're going to put that guard in front of the tomb and just make sure these Yokels don't show up and steal the body. In uh, Matthew 27, verse 65 and 66, Pilate said, then, you have a guard. Go, make it as secure as you know how. And they went and made the tomb secure with the guard sealing the stone. And when it talks about a guard, it talks about a group of soldiers. These were the Romans. This was the power of the world at that time. And these soldiers were charged with just making sure the dead guy stays in the tomb. Really, how hard can it be? Well, that was Friday afternoon. Sunday morning, the stone was rolled away. The tomb was empty. And the guard, they were gone. (laughs) Why? Because the power of nations couldn't hold Jesus Christ. See, the psalmist is writing about this confidence we can have. We can handle any threat with confidence. And we see that that's true because God controls both nature and nations. And I would argue that that control is ultimately seen in the person of Jesus Christ, the eternal Son of God. He showed his power over nature, and he showed his power over the nations. All right, so Andy, what's the point? What's the point? This is all well and good. Here's the point, verse 8. Come, behold the works of the Lord who has wrought desolations in the earth. It's January 1. January is often a time for a reset. We're going to get our perspective. We're going to adjust. And we get caught up looking at all the stuff that's going on. We're paralyzed by world events. And this is a call to stop focusing on those events and focus on the one who's in control of it all. Behold, the psalmist reminds us, the works of the Lord. He controls the mountains. He controls the rivers and seas. In fact, he created them. Oh, and the nations of the world that seem so threatening, he controls them too. He speaks and the nations melt before him. 
you know, we're, we're talking about a, a reset, and we always say, you know, January 1st is a time of resolutions, and it's a time to think again about the year. Here's, here's one suggestion I'd like to make. That before each day you get up and, and you get on your phone and you check out what's going on in the world, whatever you check, before you do that, you get in the Word of God. Why does that matter? Because we need to be reminded that the God here is controlling the events we read about here. Jared Harms and a group of teachers, well, they teach a, a bunch of skills class, and one's called the habits class. You know what one of the principles, first principles they have? Bible before phone. Bible before phone. Why? So we remember Who's in control? So the question I have is 2023 is who do you want controlling your perspective? Who do I want controlling my perspective? I'm one who's given to worrying about stuff out there. And you know what? Most of the stuff I worry about, well, it never happens. I and you, we need to be reminded that God is in control. We need to be reminded of what the psalmist is saying in Psalm 46. Verse 9 continues to talk about this. God is in control. He makes wars to cease to the end of the earth. He breaks the bow and cuts the spear in two. He burns the chariots with fire. Is there anything that concerns us more than war? There's a war going on right now in Ukraine. And, and we read about it and we hope it doesn't spread. And we, we're pursuing diplomatic channels. And that, that's good. But ultimately, God is the one who breaks wars. God is the one. It says he takes the instruments and he destroys them. What is this a reminder of? Whatever's going on, let's look to him first. You know, the, the, the last 15 years have been an interesting run. Uh, my parents grew up in the Depression. And, and they told me how bad it was and how rough it was. My parents were born in 1925 and 26. So they remember that as little boys. My dad said, you know, it was a dime to go to the movies. And, and my mom couldn't find a dime for me to go to the movies as a kid. But they assured us that, uh, you know, economic policies had been put in place that we would never go that way again as a nation. Yet in 2008, from what I read, we were very, very close to another depression. When I was in college back in the 80s, a, a movie came out called Outbreak. And Outbreak was the story of a, a pandemic. That was sci-fi to us. That was something that happened a long time ago. And honestly, when things started breaking with the COVID in 2019, 2020, I thought, yeah, it doesn't get here. MERS and SARS, we, we avoided it. And then Boom, it hit. And I remember Easter of 2020, driving down O Street and turning north near campus and then coming back and thinking, you know, this is a, a scene right out of that movie, Outbreak. The unthinkable happened. And then I was too young to remember the Cuban Missile Crisis, but th that was a time of, of great tension 
where there was concern that, that nuclear weapons might be shot, but there had been treaties and strategic arm limitation talks, SALT-1, SALT-2, and, and we, we, we had ratcheted that down. But now with this escalation in Ukraine, the, the concern's never been higher. Uh, what's my point? We think we're in control. We've got economic policy. We've got science. We've got diplomacy. We've got all this. No, we're not. God is. And as we start 2023, let's remember He's in control of all this stuff. So more specifically, verse 10, the psalmist says, cease striving and know that I'm God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. That's where history is going, my exaltation. Now, cease striving is not a call to passivity. It's a call to priority. We see stuff and we got to go, go, go. We got to do, do, do. We got to go. Not that actions don't have a place, but before we go, 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 and do, 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 we, we remember God. He's in charge. He's in control. So before we get up, and let's focus on God. He's the one in control of nature and nations. He's in control of everything. Verse 11, we get the same reminder we got in verse 7. The Lord of hosts, the Lord of army. He, where is he? He's with us. The God of Jacob is our stronghold. What are you counting on for stability in 2023? Better job? New relationship? New sports team for your kids? New car? What, what, new, new house? What do you, what's your stronghold? The psalmist is saying, God is our stronghold. What I want to remind you of today from verse 11 is that God is with us. We need to remember that before we look at what else is going on in our lives. So here's what I'm going to predict for you in 2023. You ready for this? This is why they pay me to be the pastor. I come up with these things. I'm going to predict something's going to happen this year that you don't expect. I'm going to predict something's going to happen that you don't have planned. I'm going to predict that there's going to be some difficulties in your life that you never saw coming. Aren't you glad you got up on New Year's Day to hear that? Isn't that encouraging to you? But I only say that to say that the writer of Psalm 46 is speaking to you. Whatever that unexpected stuff, God's in the midst of you. God's a safe place. God's a refuge. The Lord of hosts, he's with us. Will your perspective in 2023 be controlled by those events that aren't planned for, that catch you? By surprise? Or will your perspective be controlled by the God who's over all of them? By the God who's not surprised by what's surprising you? By the God who's not overwhelmed but by what is overwhelming you? By the God who's in control when, well, you don't feel very in control? Yeah, we can face any threat 
with confidence because we know God controls nature and nations. Like many of you, I'm given to scroll through Facebook time to time, and, and I get drawn into these. Uh, they'll, they'll post these videos online of nature, of things that go on, and the, the, the predators, and the stalking. And the... So in, in this particular video, uh, uh, a group of lions had, had staked out a, a baby rhinoceros, and they were thinking, this is looking like a good meal. And they began to corner that rhino, and, and somehow the mama rhino was unaware and all of a sudden, the baby cries out, and man, mama turns and comes after those lions, and they scatter. Uh, rhino's one of the bigger animals, maybe the biggest, and it's kind of like, these lions, they're out. They'll look for their meal someplace else. You know, for a moment, those lions caught mama unaware, and, and she had to react. But when she did, the threat vanished. Here's the good news. God won't be caught unaware by what goes on in your life in 2023. There won't be an act of nature or there won't be an act of the nations or there won't be a health or there won't be a job or there won't be a relational thing or there won't be anything that will catch God unaware. And as much as that mama rhino was more than up to the task of those lions, well, God is infinitely more than up to the task of whatever comes our way. Would we start 2023 with a commitment to focus on the Lord of hosts, the one who says, I'm a re ready refuge, a very present Yes, we can face any threat with confidence because we know God controls nature and nations. And by the way, anything else. Would you pray with me? Our Father in heaven, we're grateful of this reminder from Psalm 46 that you are in control. And because of you, we can face any threat with confidence. Thanks that you're gracious even when we fail, even when our perspective gets warped. This day, Lord, I, I pray I would join, my brothers and sisters would join with me in saying 2023 is going to be a time that God has our first look. God is going to be the lens through which we look at the world's events. God is going to be the one to whom we look before we focus on what's going on around us. Holy Spirit, work in our lives that we can apply the living word of God inspired by you so many years ago to make it real in our lives. And I pray this in Christ's name. Amen.